1: Now join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life.
2: Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. Thanks a lot for being with us here. On Super Talk Radio, so Bubba, we talked yesterday about uh, financial plans and how that we felt like we were making a little difference when we first started this show a few years
0: ago. Only thirty percent of Americans and a ten percent increase. Well, we you know now, thirty three percent have a written <laughs> yeah, financial plan. Yeah,
2: thirty three percent of Americans have a written financial plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still 67% of us don't. And all of these statistics are according to the Schwab 2021 uh, Money and Wealth uh, Survey uh, that they've done. Now, what I want to do is go a little deeper there about why don't people have them. Okay, if 33% have, and we talked yesterday about why you should have a written financial plan, the benefits of it. But there are three major answers, three main answers to the question of, uh, to the other 67%. Why don't you have a written financial plan? All right? So 42%, 42% said, uh,
0: I don't have enough money to have a plan. Well, and I was going to guess, you know, 35 to 40% would Mm. say, well, I don't have enough money. I mean, you know, people live in paycheck to paycheck. Mm. I would argue that those are the individuals who need a plan.
2: Really? Yeah. You don't have to have money to have a financial plan.
0: You need to have a plan so that you can have money. Ah. Uh, you know, which is so the chicken came, or the egg? Yeah, which came uh, first, the uh, chicken or the egg? Uh, yeah.
2: So you're saying that there's a, maybe a correlation between those who have money, mm-hmm. even those who inherited it. A generation or two ago, somebody yeah. decided, I don't want to live like this anymore. That's right. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, if, even if you don't have money, there are some benefits to having a written financial plan. Yeah. Uh, how am I going to save? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get out of debt? How am I going to provide for my family if I'm not here? Mm-hmm. All that would be part of it. It is. Yeah. Now, 42% said they don't have enough money at pretty well correlates with the fact that uh, you mm-hmm. know the numbers that, uh, of people who don't have an emergency fund that's right mm-hmm.
0: should you have a little money stuck aside for a rainy day of course you should so in order for me it's to- easier said than done though according oh. to 42% of the population <laughs> out there though right yeah yeah would you like to see the ages
2: of these people you know are, are there still people in their 50s that
0: feel that way you think I think there are folks in their 70s and 80s that feel this way. Mm. So in order to get out
2: of that cycle, maybe I need to have a plan. Mm -hmm. So let's say you'd never been to
0: Disney World.
2: Never, ever. Mm -hmm. Your parents never went to Disney World. You've never been to Disney World.
0: Um, I fall in that category. Oh, really? Yeah. Never been. Man, I dislike it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the freedom. Yeah. No.
2: Uh, I, and I'm just picking on Disney World here. But mm-hmm. let's say that, you know, your parents never went. Maybe they didn't have the money or didn't think it was important to get away. They worked all the time, whatever reason. So you came up with that example and modeled for you, and you've never been to Disney World. And finally, your daughter convinces you, Daddy, I want to go see the princesses. Mm-hmm by the way that's
0: coming yeah I, i'm gonna predict yeah. that for you so you, you know the local kiwanis club does this uh, father daughter dance and they have all these uh, high, high school girls dressed up as disney princesses mm. i think that's sufficient you think so yeah you're gonna try to sell we'll, that yeah to that we'll daughter? wait and see though all right yeah. so
2: let's say that you do get talked into mm-hmm. uh, something you've never done before you've never gone yeah you've heard that Disney World is in Orlando, Florida, Mm -hmm. and Disneyland is out in California. Mm -hmm. And you live in the southeastern United States, so if you're going to go, you're probably going to try the one in Florida. Mm -hmm. Are you going to come up with a
0: plan
2: for how much to spend, how to get there, where you're going to stay, where you're going to
0: eat? So, as I understand, I think I'd probably need to go talk to my local banker (laughs) first. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, and find you. out how I can borrow money to yeah. do this trip. You may need a home equity loan yeah. or something. Mm-hmm.
2: You know? and, and we hope that you know, we're just being facetious here. We hope when you do go on vacation, you do it with cash. Uh, but on the other hand, it's not an inexpec- inexpensive proposition. And this is something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. And you've told us before that people spend more time every year planning their vacation. Mm-hmm. Than then they, they do their finances. Mm-hmm. So if this is something you've never done before, have a financial plan mm-hmm. or go to Disney World, probably better off if you know which direction to yeah. start. You're going to go up to Florida? <laughs>
0: going down to Florida. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You need to know the direction. You know, and, and in this particular example, I know it's a, a, a bit extreme here, but mm-hmm. um, I've never been Mm-hmm. Um and I I think that I would prefer to have a a guide along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh so I've uh got a client a good good friend who uh does travel agency type stuff and mm-hmm. reservations and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably call uh call her or Brenda and mm-hmm. say Brenda, mm-hmm. you know, Mary Margaret wants to go to Disney World yep. or Disneyland whatever you call mm-hmm. the place. mm uh-huh. Mhm. And I'm breaking down, and we're going to do it. And we're going to do
2: it. And we got mm-hmm. five, six, seven days here. Yeah. Help me make this happen. Right. So apply that to people who don't have a financial plan and getting somebody to help. Yeah. Is that, what, is that I, what we're doing? Well, that,
0: that's kind of the direction I was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if you don't have a written financial plan, if you don't have a fin- financial plan at all, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. find somebody who, uh, and, and whether they appear to be successful or not, You know, maybe you go to Sunday school with somebody, maybe you go to uh, church with somebody, maybe you're uh, associated at work with somebody who seems to have it together.
2: Uh, They're never whining about being behind on the bills, and the bill collectors never call them, Mm -hmm. and they don't seem
0: stressed when it's time to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. Now, that takes a big step, though, right? Because that's somebody that you know, that you're Mm -hmm. closely associated with, Mm -hmm. and you know, we say this all the time. You kind of have to get proverbially naked in front of somebody, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you say, well, you know, Daddy Warbucks over here. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing so hot. You know, I owe this yeah. to credit cards, and I don't have any uh, savings in the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I owe this for cars and this for houses, mm-hmm. and I can't seem to get ahead. I don't know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to be vulnerable, number one, right? Yeah. And if you don't want to do it with somebody you know, then go see a professional. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I've i got another friend, actually, who goes to Disney all the time mm-hmm. and probably could tell me all the ins and outs and what to do and how to do it. I'm sure. And I would probably ask them, you mm-hmm. know, because that's yeah. kind of a, a benign, not mm-hmm. not too personal thing. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do when I go to Disney? Uh, you know, like Phil, it. what, you know, mm-hmm. yep. if I was close enough with Phil and I mm-hmm. said, Phil, you know, what do I need to do to, to help build my savings fund mm. or my emergency fund? Right,
2: right. And there are people who want to help you, mm-hmm. whether they're just friends for free or professionals. So I think they can help you with that uh, argument, I don't mm-hmm. have enough money. We're against the break, and when we come back, we're going to continue about to talk about well, why don't we have financial plans and what are the main reasons we give here on the Advisor's Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you. Right here on Super Talk Radio. So, but we were talking about uh, why people don't have a written financial mm-hmm. plan. 42% said, I don't have enough money. Yeah. 19%. But
0: before we get to the, the, the next little number here, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I want to say something um, that I, I think is really important. Um, we were talking about getting help from an individual, having a guide, a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hiring a professional. Whatever it may be, but I would say generally speaking, people that are successful, mm-hmm. right? People mm-hmm. that have money, mm-hmm. people that uh, seem to have their act together, that sort of thing, are genuinely good people, right? I'd say the majority of them right now you got your your one-offs here and there that are just yeah. miserly and curmudgeons and don't want to talk to anybody yeah, or and, drug lords
2: or something right but, but, are, but that's less people than 10%. that just have bad attitudes yeah, yeah, and don't want to yeah. help you right right
0: um, so yeah. if you find one of those that doesn't want to help you find somebody else yeah. but generally speaking I would say that individuals who uh, who are doing things right um have a a desire to want to help other people,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and in in many different aspects, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that be financial, spiritual, an, a number of different areas of your life, mm-hmm. I think. um, And if and if an individual asks another individual for help, mm-hmm. they're usually going to get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, because as you said. People who are, you know, who are successful, mm-hmm. uh, most of the time they're successful at life generally. Right. They're not just successful mm-hmm. with their checkbook.
0: Yeah. You know? And, and I, I know that there's some jealousy that can creep in there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I could be jealous mm-hmm. of Phil mm-hmm. for him being so well off and doing so well mm-hmm. throughout his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really look at it from that point of view. I look at it from the point of view... Look at how successful Phil is, mm-hmm. and and what he's able to accomplish and do for others mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just important. To, number one, just to to reiterate that uh, that the majority of individuals out there uh, that are successful, and and even individuals that aren't so successful, mm-hmm. are good-hearted and want to mm-hmm. help other individuals. They- Right. They
2: are. And that thing you talked about, the jealousy, you could have a jealousy mm-hmm. toward him so you don't want to talk to him and ask for advice. Yeah. It really comes from resentment. You know what my yeah. coach told me about resentment? said, uh, resentment is the emotion of the loser. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because you're basically admitting to me, if mm-hmm. you resent something I have, yeah. that you have lost to me or mm-hmm. you have lost the ability to, to do what I've done. Uh, and so you don't want to be that Mm-hmm. At all, so nineteen percent of the people just say they don't have enough time. I'm, I'm calling, you know, you know what? Yeah, on. On, yeah, you know what on that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just say I don't have mm-hmm. enough time to do this. Uh, uh, I'm too busy. I got too many things going on. Mm-hmm. I got to raise a family. I got to go to work. Got to mow the grass. That's gonna take a long time. To put together a full financial plan, because I looked at the, I listened to the radio show yesterday. Uh-huh. This thing called the Advisors Roundtable uh-huh. with these guys named Greg and Bubba, and and Bubba told me there's like seven or eight parts of it. Yeah, seven or
0: eight parts. So I don't have time for that. The part that they didn't listen to yesterday is, uh, you, you know, the individual parts and what you have to do to accomplish them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to take an hour or two of your time to sit down and discuss and talk about your will okay. and probably go to an attorney and tell them what you want in your will mm-hmm. and be interviewed, right? Mm-hmm. But, but generally, about two hours, mm-hmm. you can have a rough draft, maybe another couple of minor tweaks, and you're good to go. Okay. And that's something that you really don't have to think about for another four or five years.
2: Maybe, the rest, maybe the rest of your life. Maybe
0: the rest of your life. And the only reason you would need to ch- uh, you know change anything, have you had a major event in your life? Mm-hmm. You know, have I had a divorce? Have I had a death in the family? Have I had more children? Mm-hmm. Have I had grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Have I hit the lottery? Have I hit the you lottery? Seen what the lottery is now? I haven't. I probably mm-hmm. don't want to know.
2: Dude, it's over a, a billion
0: with a B. Oh no, kidding?
2: Yeah. Yeah, if you'll take it out by the year, over like 20 or 25 years, uh-huh. it's almost $50 million a year. Okay. If you take it all at one time, it's a little less than $450 million. Yeah, I'd want it all up front. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it all in cash mm-hmm. and just lay there in it right. and sling it around. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't do that. that. That probably provides a really bad picture to a lot of people yep. who know me, so mm-hmm. we're going to erase that. You don't have time. You don't have time You don't have time to do the right thing. It's almost like people say Is saying, it that
0: you don't have time or you haven't made a pro- made it a priority?
2: Well let's ask let's let's make a list of you know, your kids are you know getting teenage years mm-hmm. or are probably eight or ten really important things you want them to leave the house with when they're eighteen or twenty five, whenever mm-hmm. they get through school, all right? You probably want them to know how to brush their teeth. Mm-hmm.
0: Why? Why do you want them to know how to brush their teeth? Well, you know, you've only got basically two sets. One of them falls out when you're a kid. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully the, the, the second set doesn't fall out until you're in your, in your 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And you want people to be around yeah. you? Mm hmm. You know,
2: you don't want to have that bad breath all the time. Right. And you want, it actually makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know when you get through brushing your teeth? Yeah. You just, you got that taste in your, it, mm-hmm. it just feels better. You want them to know how to brush their teeth. Does brushing your teeth happen automatically? No.
0: You get up in the morning, you say, teeth be brushed. No. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, many times with children, you've got to remind them about four or five times a day. Mm, did, you did, you yeah. did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth? Brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, go do it. <laughs> yeah. Then you got that Weisenheimer yeah. child. and Yeah, every- I brushed my teeth. Let
2: me see. <laughs> <laughs> Let me smell. Ooh, right. don't do that Yeah. One. Uh-huh. yeah. I, so, what I did was, I got the one that she wouldn't lie to me for the world. She, she can't lie. And when she looks at me, she'd start crying if she was mm-hmm. in the middle of a lie. Yeah. I got the other one that has tried it before. Mm-hmm. And so, what she would do is, she knew that, you know, I'd. I'd, a- I'd really mm-hmm. ask her, give her an opportunity to tell the truth or a lie. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd try to smell. Let me mm-hmm. smell. Let me see that tongue, that that sort of thing. And especially after she had eaten Cheetos. I mean, yeah. you can tell. Right. right. And so what I'd do is I'd walk through the, the, the bathroom and I'd, I'd check the, 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 the toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Is it wet or not? Well, she figured that out and she's yeah. running under the yeah. water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, you can try to get yeah. away with a bunch of these things, but did you brush your teeth mm-hmm. or not? And did you take the time to yeah. do the good oral mm-hmm. care that you should? And that's just one example. You don't scrimp on that. You mm-hmm. shouldn't scrimp. How about, how about doing uh, the, the service in your car? Some people treat their car better. And they take better
0: care of their car than they do their checkbook or their own body. It, yep. it, it's crazy to me. So, a quick story on that. My grandfather uh, used to buy a new car every two years. Oh, really? That's what he did. He bought a new car every two years, and the only thing that he did to that car as he owned it was put gas in it. No. He didn't change the oil. He didn't rotate the tires. <laughs> oh, nothing. Right? I'm glad I never bought one of his used
2: Because he knew he was getting a new car in two years. And he just felt like it ought to be able to make it. It ought to be able to make it. Yeah. Right? And new oil costs money. Yeah, and does. all those filters and yeah. all that stuff mm-hmm. and rotating those tires. Yeah. The heck with that. Right. It, it, uh, it's amazing how mm-hmm. people make decisions. All right, so 42% said I don't have enough money, 19 of uh, reasons why they don't have a written financial plan. 19% I don't have enough time. 22% say it seems too complicated,
0: Bubba. All right, now I, I would agree with that. Mm. Um, it could seem too complicated. Mm. And I, I think uh, along that vein, mm-hmm. uh, finding a guide, finding a help, uh, finding a professional to help you do this mm-hmm. will make it less complicated. All right. So the first step mm-hmm. of addressing the
2: complication things is what are the parts? Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, uh, it's too complicated to brush my teeth. Well, you start with a toothbrush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you start with some toothpaste mm-hmm. and a little bit of water, and you go up and down at least to start with. That's what we're going to yep. do with the three-year-old. Mm-hmm. All right. And so there are parts of this process. There are parts of the process of a written financial plan. Mm -hmm. We covered them yesterday. Uh, Managing the the income, managing the cash flow, managing the debt, uh, plans associated with all that, right? Mm -hmm. Investment plans, savings plans, college plans, estate plans, giving plans, you know, seven, eight, nine parts Mm -hmm. of it. You can look them up. Yep. I challenge you right now, if you're at home or you're anywhere close to it, go to the little Google thing and put, what are the major parts of a written financial plan? Mm-hmm. Ding! Every financial planner in the world mm-hmm. has this on their website. Yeah. Every brokerage firm, every financial management firm, mm-hmm. all of the third-party money managers, oh, they've addressed this for you. So the first part is, do I know the parts? Mm-hmm. Then next, what's the sequence of me trying to address them? That may be where you get your advice. That may be where you come see Bubba, or you come see me, or you talk to Daddy Warbucks, Phil, and he'll tell you. Well, you know, I'd mm-hmm. start with you know the cash flow over there. Yeah. Um, so, we can address all of these. When we come back from this break, we we'll continue to talk about this. I'm going to talk about your personality type and why you may be one of those people who's looking for an excuse from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, we're talking about having a written financial plan yesterday. We talked about why you need one. Today, we're talking about the reasons that people give for not having one. I want to tell you that this survey that Charles Schwab did Mm -hmm. said that Americans who have a written financial plan are usually healthier physically. They're usually more stable psychologically. And they usually have healthier money habits, Mm -hmm. just in general. And I'll give you a, a couple statistics here. Those people who have a written financial plan, 70% of them have an emergency fund within the first year. Yeah. Okay? All right? If you don't have a written financial plan, you've got less than a 30% chance you're going to have an emergency fund. If you have a written financial plan, you're aware of investment costs and fees. 71% of you are. If you're if you don't have a, a written financial plan, ninety percent of you don't even know they exist. Right. Regular rebalancing of your portfolio. If you have a written financial plan, eighty-seven percent of you do that. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a written financial plan, seventy-three percent of you don't and don't even know what portfolio rebalancing mm-hmm. is. Here's one big one. Everybody in America. Carrying credit card balances. If you have a written financial plan, by the end of the third year, 47% of you never carry a credit card balance the rest of your life. Mm -hmm.
0: That's substantial.
2: That sounds like financial freedom to me. It does. Let's say that again. 47% of you, if you have a written Mm -hmm. financial plan within the first three years of having it, will never carry Mm -hmm. a credit card balance again yep okay less than 20 percent. and that's
0: not saying that you're not going to use credit cards it just says that you're going to pay it off every month all right so let's explain the difference there Mm -hmm. of what you just said well so i i use credit cards i think they're a tremendous tool you use them like a tool i use them like a tool uh i get cash back for things that that i use to purchase right I guess there's a reason why they uh, the credit card companies charge charge uh, each merchant a, a processing fee, right? Mm-hmm. That's how the credit card companies make money, and uh, as well as the interest that mm-hmm. they charge on it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's more about the transaction fees uh, than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use credit cards, and I use them uh, for a number of different reasons. Uh, one of the primary reasons I like using uh, a credit card is due to the uh, the fraud protection on them. Uh-huh. So if I'm out using a debit card or or whatever on a regular basis and and that card gets compromised, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, the the bank is typically going to cover that in Mm -hmm. in the case of fraud. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that the uh, fraud prevention uh, characteristics of credit cards is is a little bit higher than a bank Mm -hmm. would be. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and definitely higher than your personal cash. Exactly. Uh, Yeah.
0: All right. I've
2: heard you explain uh, using them as a tool. Mm Mm-hmm. Using credit cards as a tool. It's kind of like a butcher knife. Yeah. Now, a butcher knife lying on the kitchen cabinet, mm-hmm. all freshly washed yeah. and freshly sharpened, mm-hmm. can be a dangerous thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: But to a butcher or a cook or somebody who needs to cut mm-hmm. up the carrots, mm-hmm. that butcher knife is a very good tool and right. can make a tasty meal. Sure. Right? The question is, can you be trusted with the butcher knife? Can you be trusted mm-hmm. with the credit card?
0: I think even in the case of the you know, the butcher knife, mm-hmm. accidents can happen, right? Mm-hmm. So with a credit card, accidents can happen. Mm-hmm. You can overspend one month and be like, Oh man, you know, I had overspent and I didn't realize that I spent so much on my credit card. Or your spouse or your child gets yeah. that number. Right. Huh?
2: hmm
0: your brother-in-law? And then you got to pay it off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: so there can uh, mm-hmm. be some concern there about how you use mm-hmm. it. Same thing with the butcher knife. Same mm-hmm. thing with a gun. Same same thing with an automobile. Right. I mean, those things can be great tools and help you, and protect you, and give you security and allow you to enjoy a great meal. But they also can be a risk there. Mm-hmm. So there's a risk to having this these credit card balances. And I like... Having a f- written financial plan, so I got a really good likelihood mm-hmm. that I may not have a credit card balance the rest of my life. That's right. If I have it all written down, a plan mm-hmm. about how I use debt, when I use debt, if I use debt. All right. So one of the reasons that people give for not seven percent of people. This is interesting to me. Seven percent of people. Gave this reason for not having a written financial plan. It's just not who I am. Mm-hmm.
0: Just not who you are.
2: I'm just not. You know, I'm just not that kind of. I'm not turned that way. Mm-hmm. I got a friend of mine whose dad described him that. You know. Okay. Uh, uh, why didn't he exercise or why didn't he write He just ain't turned that way. Okay. All right. So there are some of us who uh, we just don't want to be controlled. Yeah, or we don't want to have any control, mm-hmm. or we don't think that control thing works, mm-hmm. and that probably is kind of like your personality type or mm-hmm. your approach
0: to life. If that if that's your response, so it, I looked it up. Is it that, or is it uh, people don't want to be told what to do? Uh,
2: how many people do you know like that?
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us to a certain extent I don't want to be told what to yeah. do, but some of us are more likely to be rule followers, Mm -hmm. and some of us are more likely to be mavericks, right? Right. All right, so I looked it up, the six uh, personality types, uh, financial planning personality types. There are six of them. There are people who are organizers, people who are architects, people who are philosophers, people who are dreamers, people who are improvisers, and there are
0: mavericks. Okay. All right, we're going to talk about each one of those. All right. And I'm already characterizing a couple of them kind of in the same vein, right? How's that? Yeah.
2: Huh? You you know some people that that Mm -hmm. fit into some of those?
0: Let's talk about the organizers.
2: Uh, These are the six types of financial planning Mm -hmm. personalities. All right. So the organizers, they love lists. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. When we describe these to you, you say, yep, that's my Mm sister-in-law or my husband's like that or whatever. So be open-minded here. Listen, I really want you to find yourself. What's your yep. financial planning personality type? So, organizer. They love lists. They categorize everything. Mm-hmm. They are described by many people as arrangers. Yeah. All right. Um, when they rearrange their sock drawer they get a warm and fuzzy feel Mm -hmm. huh the rest of us are i'm thinking about 40 or 50 people like that right now (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. all right so an organizer once the idea of a written financial plan is uh, presented to them Mm -hmm. over 70 percent of them will say they're going to do one yeah okay does that make sense to you it does but not everybody is an organizer Mm -hmm. that's just not their personality type so what about architects well an architect they like creativity Mm -hmm. and they like logic and they can imagine the future and they like to design the future now do you have any control of the future um Uh, it's a good philosophical question now huh? Does a decision you make today it have affects impact?
0: things and, and has impact on things in the future? It does. Doesn't?
2: It? Yeah. Huh? You just ask people who've yep. had an affair. Mm-hmm. That one decision to walk across that bar right. and flirt with that mm-hmm. uh, that one decision it it, 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 it trickle effect. Right. Yeah. You know? But on the positive side, you know, you wake up one day and you say, you know what, I'm going to college. Mm-hmm. You make a decision now. And when you did, it helped design your future. So architects see that. People mm-hmm. who have that personality trait, they see how that what they can do today mm-hmm. will help the future. Architects' main personality traits are creativity, mm-hmm. logic, and hope. Yep. Let me say that again. Creativity, logic, and hope. Why would hope be part of the personality type of a financial planning architect?
0: I, well, I mean, you're always in hopes for a better future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like practically. And, and, and why do all these steps mm-hmm. if you don't have the hope for a better future? If it ain't going to work. Right. If it ain't going to work. Yeah. And, and so, you know, people who
2: are real architects, like mm-hmm. building architects, not the financial planning personality mm-hmm. type, but the building architects, those people, they're into creativity. Mm-hmm. And what can this building do? And can we cantilever this thing over here? And right. will the windows do mm-hmm. this, but also be set this way, related to the way the sun comes across the sky? Uh, they're thinking like that. Yep. They're almost artistic, mm-hmm. right? But they have hope that when they build this house, it's going to be better than the last one they right. built. Mm-hmm. They have hope when they build this building, it's going to be more efficient than the mm-hmm. other one they did. And they're always looking for ways to make things better. And hope then is a characteristic of somebody like that. Mm-hmm. So we have covered organizers fairly in depth, and we covered architects, our architects pretty well. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about philosophers, dreamers, improvisers, and mavericks as we talk about these six types of financial planning personalities from the Advisors' Roundtable on Supertalk Radio. Thanks for joining us here at the Advisors' Roundtable. This is the last segment of the show on Supertalk Radio. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. So we're talking about the fact that your approach to life can influence about every decision you make, including your finances. And there are these six types of financial planning personalities. And we've talked about the organizers mm-hmm. among us. We talked about the
0: architects among us. So uh, I, I would classify organizers and architects kind of in one category. they are you know kind of similarities amongst them, but the next two, I think you could kind of categorize. Yeah. how about philosophers, Yeah?
2: All right. Uh, and basically, This is taken from, you know, the word philosophy Mm -hmm. is taken from a Greek word. I don't know. We're going to get fairly deep here, but I think it's cool and interesting. It's a Greek word that means lover of wisdom. Mm -hmm. All right. So financial philosophers are the ones who enjoy thinking about problems and
0: talking Mm -hmm. about problems. But do they actually act on those problems? Uh, So many of us are philosophizers. Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: Hmm. We like to philosophize. Mm-hmm. We like to, you know, talk about it and maybe dream about it and maybe even argue about mm-hmm. it. And maybe I can come up with a legitimate reason, Bubba, that I don't have a written financial plan. <laughs> yeah. Huh? And uh, I, 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 uh, I can probably do that. Mm-hmm. You can justify about anything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of us probably are philosophers when it comes to our financial planning personality type next one dreamers 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 are the free spirits of the mm-hmm. world they shake their head in confusion at those who schedule their lives to the last mm-hmm. detail so one time Karen and I went on a family that,
0: that do schedule their lives to yeah, the last Yeah detail. they don't the like dream-
2: p- d- dreamers do not like people who are you know okay. over organized yeah, they almost... Okay, all right. They, they shake their head in confusion yeah. at those who do yeah. schedule everything. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. Karen and I went on a family vacation. We took our two girls when our, our girls were really young with a couple of other families, mm-hmm. a couple of other couples that had multiple children. So at one time, I think we had three families, and each, uh, by the time you added us mm-hmm. up, there was like 14 or 15 of us. Okay, And we... Uh, went to the mountains of North Carolina and in here and and we you know Karen helped put this planning together with the other two wives and 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 we decided some things we wanted to do you know mm-hmm. we wanted to drive into Gatlinburg and yeah. then we wanted to go over to Maggie Valley and mm-hmm. we wanted to you know whatever and go see the Appalachian Trail we were going to do all this sort of stuff but you know there wasn't really any specific, schedule you know Mm -hmm. we were going to leave on friday afternoon come back the next friday yeah and uh, we're going to kind of caravan up there Mm -hmm. two or three vehicles we had rented this big chalet it had seven or eight bedrooms it was a fun time yeah when we got back we had no idea karen and i had no idea this was going on the other two two couples called us and said they'd never go on another vacation with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Why? We had fun. Y'all were the organizers and architects. We were the yeah. organizers and <laughs> architects. You know, we got up in the morning. Well, what are we going to do today? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if we decide we're going to go in and we're going to go to the Dollywood, we, you know, the, the show started too. Mm-hmm. And so we probably need to leave here. And what are we going to eat for breakfast? Because, you know, are we going to mm-hmm. eat while we're in the park? Or are we going to wait until, you know, wear ourselves yeah. out walking yeah. around? Then we're going to go to a big meal after it and another uh, a restaurant. Then, you know, you probably need to call and get a reservation. Mm-hmm. That drove them yeah. crazy. We had no idea we were yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a logical thing,
0: Sure, it, sure.
2: For us. Now, let's apply that to people and their financial planning mm-hmm. personalities. If you're a dreamer and you're a free spirit and you don't
0: want to be scheduled. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm going to keep playing that lottery because one day I'm going to win it. mm mm-hmm. And then I won't have a care in the world. Mm-hmm. And so the $50 you're spending every month Mm -hmm. on lottery
2: tickets? Hmm? Right. What could be done with that? Mm -hmm. That's what the architect
0: and the organizer and the philosopher thinks. So we were talking about written financial plans. Mm -hmm. The organizers and the architects, Mm -hmm. right, I think would fall into that 30 Three percent category mm-hmm. that actually have a written financial plan. Mm-hmm. Philosophizers, they're the philosophers.
2: Mm-hmm. They're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may get to it. They're they're yeah. probably on the
0: borderline of having mm-hmm. one. And, um, and the dreamers. And the, and the dreamers, right? man, you know, they'd like to have one. But I might characterize those as the ones that don't have the time. They, I, got, I forgot I what have, percentage it was, yeah, but they don't have the time to yeah, do it. I don't have
2: the time, and it mm-hmm. it's too really complicated yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the next one. The improvisers. They're typically people who feel like they're self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And they've got this deep desire for independence and doing things their own way. And they don't want to tell you how you need to, mm-hmm. uh, or, or they don't want you telling them how they need to invest. Yeah, They don't want you telling them how, what portion of their mm-hmm. income needs to be spent on savings. Uh, they're just going to kind of see to the pants. It. Right. Do we know people like that? I know a,
0: a ton of them
2: like that. All right. It feels like freedom, improvising and seat of the pants and feeling like you have in, independence. Mm-hmm. But is it, it really keeping you dependent? Is it really keeping you stuck? Mm-hmm. Huh. Improvisers... You know that may be a way that they describe themselves, but lack of focus, yeah, Maybe a way that other people describe mm-hmm. it. Like I said, when we went on this vacation, the the other couples over there are talking about us and describing Karen as me, and we're just we're just doing our life like mm-hmm. we normally do it, and it seemed logical to us. Sure. We got a lot done on that vacation. We saw a lot. We Mm -hmm. we kind of controlled our spending. You know, we were just as happy as we could be. Mm -hmm. We had no idea that we we're driving them crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, right. You have people in your life that seem to never have any money. You have people in your life that you know devil may care, improvisers want to be independent, doing things their way. Is it working? Okay, last one. The full-out Mavericks. Yeah. All right, the Mavericks are unafraid and unapologetic about where they are in life. Okay? And they they are not to be tamed. Mm-hmm. What is a Maverick in real life? Is it a description of a horse? Yeah. Out in the, the Wild West that, you know... Has no owner, right? has no particular pasture, has no fences, goes where they want to go. Now,
0: is that part of the American dream? I I think without Mavericks, America wouldn't be where it is today. So a lot of us would have
2: stayed in Boston. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think back on the 1600s, 1700s. A lot of us just stayed there. They had a college, they had streets. You know, they were beginning to get some Mm -hmm. utilities. They had some organization. They had protection. Mm -hmm. They had a police force, military bases near there. Uh, Many of us would, that would appeal to us. What are you saying Mavericks did?
0: Well, uh, you know, Mavericks were looking uh, out towards the great frontier. Mm -hmm. Where can I go? What can I do? Mm Mm-hmm. And, it, and I think to a degree, all these characteristics that you've just mentioned here, mm-hmm. uh, I think individuals can show multiple characteristics. Uh, like at do. times you need yeah. to be a maverick. You yeah. need to go yeah. step out of yeah. your comfort zone and yep. do things. Yep. Other times you need to be a dreamer, yep. right? You yep. need to dream about certain things, but you also need to come back and organize and plan to get to that dream. Yep, that's exactly right. And basic, what, what a written
2: mm-hmm. financial plan will do, it'll just provide some structure mm-hmm. to kind of keep you going in the right direction. Right. Now, for some people, like the organizers and the architects and the philosophers, they're going to have it specified, mm-hmm. you know, one by one by one by yeah. one and the others among us, you know, the dreamers and the mm-hmm. mavericks uh, among us, uh, that financial plan may not be so specific, right? But at least it can kind of keep us feeling like we're accomplishing mm-hmm. something. We're just not spinning our wheels. And that's really what we want to encourage you to do. Despite your personality type mm-hmm. related to your finances, there's a reason to have a financial plan and it will work
0: for you. Mm-hmm. You'll just have one. Right. You'll just get one. And there's improvement because we've gone up 10% to <laughs> 33% have a financial plan. My yep. goal is 40 before right. I die, man. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: and all of that here from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio with Cooley and Labus. <laughs>